Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast again this morning. Very excited to have you guys back today, and uh, we will be recapping the Thursday night football game uh, from last night, talking about the Sunday slate, kind of previewing what's to come there, and uh, yeah, just discussing you know anything else that pops up throughout the podcast uh, for you guys to know out there mainly football talk today football friday as we'll say here um aurora is very excited to end the week she's excited for uh, a good weekend for her she's been very busy this week with the podcast and so she's uh even dozing off as we speak right now um while we're recording and for those of you who don't know aurora is the the nine pound dachshund uh three-year-old dachshund that's on the cover art of the podcast uh she's a big inspiration for why we do everything here and we appreciate you guys listening and supporting the podcast um for her because this is this is what it's for it's for her and uh, for her to get her ideas out there uh so you guys can hear about it anyway thursday night football dun 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 Man, we thought this would be a uh, very boring Thursday night football. I mean, you guys know how it is. Uh, a lot of times, NFL will put slates on there that are just not that entertaining. Um, it is, uh, you know, two really bad teams or something like that. We anticipated this to be a blowout for the most part. We really did. Um, you know, thought the Bengals would run away with it. Uh, we did say on Wednesday's podcast, you know, expect the Jaguars to put up, you know, 14 to 20 points. Well, they, they just surpassed that by one point um so you know we'll take that as a we'll take that as a moral victory there that we were a little correct um the Bengals, however surprisingly to us in this game and it makes sense came out very flat very flat to start this game uh, it makes sense you got a young quarterback in there who this is the first time he's probably feeling like super confident going into a game right first time going up against a team like oh and four like oh and three going in he, he's feeling really good, and what happens? They come out flat. They can't figure things out. I think they let their guard down, thought this would be an easy one for them. Was not the case at all. Uh, this Jaguars team came out. Unbeknownst to us, Urban Meyer, somewhere, somewhere inside his head, has a brain. Somewhere in there, there is a football mind. And he showed it in that first half. He showed it. This team went up 14 to nothing. Trevor Lawrence was playing very well. Uh, he had a rushing touchdown in the first half. James Robinson had a rushing touchdown in the first half. Uh, they were pounding the rock uh, in the rushing game, uh, as well as causing threats on the outside uh, when it comes to passing the ball. You know, honestly, the offense was flowing. It was looking really good, okay? And this is something that we expect Trevor Lawrence to be able to do over time. He's going to be a good quarterback, guys. He's going to be a good quarterback, whether he stays a starter in the league or you know becomes a, a Peyton Manning or a Andrew Luck or whatever. Who knows? We don't know that. But he's got the pedigree to be a quarterback in the NFL. Now it's up to the opportunity. Does he get the chances? Does he get the personnel? Does he stay psychologically able to produce? That's really what it boils down to now. And he's at an organization where we do have our concerns. We do worry. We've talked about it before on the channel. We worry about Urban Meyer. And, man, in this first half, Urban Meyer showed us what the Jaguars brought him in there for. You know, it was it was very interesting to see the change in the way the team approached the game. James Robinson 
was a big factor rushing the ball. They didn't ask Trevor Lawrence to do all that much. They really, really kept him from throwing the ball all that much. I want to say in the first half, he had 10 passes maybe, 7 for 10, something like that. And he was not playing hero ball. It was possessing the clock. It was let our defense do their job. And, you know, we'll we'll run the ball. We'll run the clock. We won't let Trevor Lawrence have a chance to go out there and fail. Okay? We're not going to put him out there to, to go and win as the game. But we're going to put him out there not to fail in this game. And they played so much better so much better football this is the way that they were set up to play we were so pissed off because of carlos hyde getting playing time and things like that james robinson was the only running back really that mattered in this game he had 18 rushes for 78 yards to end the day with two touchdowns that's amazing you need to get him involved in the passing game a bit more he only had one catch for negative two yards that's something he showed he can definitely do i would get him involved in the passing game help trevor lawrence understand check it down check it down okay I think Trevor Lawrence has a little bit of fear going over the middle a little bit. I think he's thrown a, a few too many picks already. And I think he's concerned about going over the middle too much in some of those short games. I, I think he's afraid he's going to throw a pick because there's a lot more guys running around there. He thinks he might not be seeing someone. I, I think they should work on that, definitely, because James Robinson is a weapon in the passing game. And they didn't really use him. Now, like I said, went up 14 to nothing at the end of the first half, right? So then, team comes out in the second half, and what happens? Urban Meyer decides to go back to what he did in the first three games. Seriously. Trevor Lawrence threw 10 passes in the first half. In the second half, he threw 14. James Robinson rushed the ball less in the second half. It was clear that the Jaguars were tightening up. They were tightening up on offense. They were trying to not lose the game. Okay? Trying to not lose the game. Not go out there and win it. Okay? Not be not be loose. Not keep keep Trevor Lawrence from having to play hero ball. Like that they were doing that in the first half. Okay? In the first half, it was to not lose the game. Which is what you need to do with a good young team and a, a good young quarterback. You need to try and not lose the game. They were trying to win it in the second half. They passed the ball more. They tried to make Trevor Lawrence play hero ball. And they had a good amount of three and out. I think they had like three three and outs in a row. That allowed the Bengals, who were red hot coming out. I mean, this is something I anticipated. When we went to halftime and it was 0-14, I laid some bets down on the Bengals. Let me tell you, it paid off. These guys, I knew this offense at home, definitely, was going to have the ability to come out and play really well. I knew they were going to put points on the board. This this Jaguars defense is can be a decent defense, but they are young. They still got some things to fix. You know, they need to fix some things on defense for sure. But knowing that, hey, this Bengals team is going to come after you. And the Jaguars were not ready because they came out trying to win the game. They needed to keep trying to not lose it. They did not not own the, the possession clock in the second half. They did not get James Robinson out in space. They didn't run the right schemes to get him, you know, going. 
they ran primarily blocking schemes. They had less tight ends in the game in the second half. They were throwing the ball more. And that's what their offense became, was more pass-friendly offense. They're not going to win like that. They're not. I'm sorry, okay? Trevor Lawrence, like I said, can be a great quarterback, but they are not set up to win passing the ball more than they run the ball, okay? Now, in this game, the first half helped balance that out. They had 30 rushes, and they only had 24 pass attempts. However, Trevor Lawrence running the ball eight times, a lot of those weren't designed runs, okay? So... It kind of balances out where it's about even. Jaguars need to run the ball more than they're passing the ball each game. It needs to be about this same disparity, um, you know, about this same um, ratio, 30 to 24. That, that's about right. But they need to run the ball more with James Robinson and set up the plays with a bigger offensive line. You need to pound that offensive line, let the defense suck in, and then give Trevor Lawrence one-on-one situations. He's good at those. He found mismatches. He found guys in one-on-one. Help him with that. Anyway, so the Bengals come out, put up 24 points, okay? Um, Jaguars only scored one touchdown in the second half. James Robinson, a la the only bright point of this team in that second half at all. And, yeah, Joe Burrow came out, threw threw for two touchdowns. Joe Mixon had a rushing touchdown um, in the game. And, you know, their boy, Evan McPherson, another game-winning field goal. Kudos to him. Great for this young man. Uh, really appreciate, uh, you know, Kicker getting out there, being able to make some uh, game-changing plays and stuff like that. They don't get a lot of credit, and he's definitely getting the credit he needs. Now, after the game, um, you know, after the game, what happens is, you know, they interview Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's sitting there. And he's like, this is heartbreaking. It's disappointing. Yeah, it's frustrating. You could tell it really affected Urban Meyer. And I'm glad. I'm glad it affected Urban Meyer. He needs to change his mentality because he had it in the first half. He had it. He understood it. He was going the right way. And then he changed it up, went back to that college-style system, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. You can't just expect to go and throw the ball on three downs and not have a bunch of three and outs. And that's what they had in the second half. All they needed to do was run the clock more. You let this Bengals defense go out there and score 24 points in the first half when they scored zero in the first. Manage the clock better, and that they have less of a chance of that happening. They shouldn't have had the chance to come back and go ahead before you even scored again in the, in the second half. So, again, our thoughts on this team is what we've always said. Poor coaching, poor scheming. They fixed it in the first half. They had it going, and they went away from it, and you can't do that you can't do that you got to stick with what's working especially on a team that is definitely not confident right now in themselves you need to help them out good thing to see james robinson getting the workload he needs that's something that offense definitely has to keep going with uh lavisca chenault was great out there barvin jones could step up a little bit more do more out there uh you know get dan arnold involved a little bit more in the passing game look for these check downs with james robinson and things like that look for the check downs Come on, Trevor Lawrence, please check down. It's okay not to make big plays all the time. Um, So, yeah, anyway, Joe Mixon went off, 16 carries, 67 yards. Uh, Didn't do anything really in the first half. And then the second half, I think he got 10 rushes in the second half. And bulk of those 67 yards came from that. So they started running the ball. They started pounding it into this this defense, wearing them down. And then all of a sudden, the passing game opened up. Tyler Boyd making plays left and right. Jamar Chase getting open. TJ, CJ Uzma, Uzama was making plays. Okay? I wanted to say TJ Huzmanzada, but not there anymore. Uh, 
CJ Uzama making great plays out there as well at tight end. So kudos to the Spangles team. Great win for them, 24-21. to They move ahead in this game to go 3-1, and and the Jaguars stay 0-4. The Jaguars will win a couple games this season, okay? I haven't looked at the schedule. They will win a couple games. They have the talent to do that. Urban Meyer will learn what to do to have better scheming and things like that, but he has to understand his personnel better. That's the thing. He went in, he went in and in their interview said, I got a bunch of great guys. They're really good out here. Yeah, they might be compared to the college guys that you have, but this is the NFL. Every one of these guys are supposed to be better than all the college guys you had. So understand that. And I don't think he's really grasped that yet. Anyway, getting ready for Sunday football. We'll talk about Sunday, uh, the upcoming games. Carolina versus Dallas. Guys, I'm telling you right now, don't be surprised if Carolina wins this game. Um, Don't sleep on Carolina. Everybody has been. And honestly, I don't understand why. We went into the season really high on the Panthers. We're still high on the Panthers. I think they have an amazing chance to be a really really good team out of nowhere this year especially once Christian McCaffrey gets healthy again up against this Dallas team the defense of Dallas has definitely given up a good amount of offensive plays okay yes they've made some plays but they've given up some good offensive showings from other teams as well you know Tampa Bay kind of had their way with them uh you know from an offensive standpoint that was a shootout I mean I, I would just don't be surprised if this is a close game or Carolina wins this game. Honestly, we have Carolina upsetting Dallas in this game. If we had to put money on it, that's where we would do it. Houston against Buffalo. Buffalo all the way. Guys, I love Davis Mills. I want to see uh, that that young rookie do well. He's done okay in his first game, but Buffalo's way too much to handle. Uh, they're going to score all over this defense, and Houston might put up a, a few points here and there. Look for them to not go above 10, I think, but Buffalo's definitely going to take this. Cleveland against Miami. This one's going to be a shootout, guys. Um, you know, th- this one's really going to be a shootout, especially if Dalvin Cook is there and available. I don't think it changes the offense all that much, but it is a difference maker. So look for this to be a really close game. Look for it to be a shootout. Honestly, I think Minnesota has a good chance to pull off this win. I do think Cleveland will get it. They're the more consistent team, but Minnesota will put up a good showing here for sure. New Orleans up against the New York Giants. Guys, I want to say New York Giants. I really do. Because I'm not a Jameis Winston fan. I don't like what Jameis Winston does out there on the field. He's so inconsistent. But it's going to be hard to predict any New Orleans game this year. As we've seen already. You're either going to get bad Jameis or good Jameis. And you never know which one you're going to get. So, man, this one's really tough. You're going to get bad Jameis or good Jameis, and that's going to be the deciding outcome of this game. Um, you know, Sterling Shepard's still banged up a little bit for New York right now. Don't know if he's going to be fully ready to go. Uh, I, I don't know. This one's going to be really tough, and that, that's just going to be that way the whole season because Jameis Winston, it can either be awful or good, as we've always seen. You can't fix it, okay? Can't fix stupid. We People say that all the time. This is one of those. You, you can't fix stupid when it comes to Jameis Winston. You just can't fix those interceptions and stupid plays he makes. So that's going to happen every now and then. When's it going to happen again for New Orleans? Who knows? All you got to do is keep him from having the chance to be stupid out there. And they've done a decent job of that in some games. 
Washington up against Atlanta. Guys, this is a game of the two terrible defenses right now. Now, Washington, I think, will get it together. If there is a team this defense should be able to get it together on, this will be the team um, because that offensive line struggles a little bit out there uh, for Atlanta, and their defense is pretty porous also. So I think Washington will be able to move the ball Keep the defense off the field a little bit. Look for Washington to edge this one out. I think it'll still be a decently high-scoring game, but I think Washington, over the time of this game, will figure out some things on defense and get back on track. Detroit up against Chicago. Okay, guys, this one is really tough as well because we don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Detroit or for the Chicago Bears. We have no idea. Honestly, it was Justin Fields. I think Detroit wins this game. If it's Nick Foles or Andy Dalton. I think Chicago wins this game. I think people are starting to understand, guys. After we debated and talked about it enough with the last showing last week from Justin Fields, people have started to understand, except for people like Swagoo on ESPN, who all he can sit there and do is hate on Matt Nagy for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, you know, But Matt Nagy's not done anything wrong to you, bruh, so I don't know why you're so upset with him. Honestly, Justin Fields is not ready for the NFL game. If you give him if you give him 20 pass attempts out there and he only completes six, at the end of the day, that's that's just that's up to him. He didn't complete those plays. He didn't make those plays. And so you can sit there and blame coaching all you want. But Aaron Rodgers, if he has a bad uh, some bad calls from his coach, they're still competitive and in games. He still makes plays. He still does things. Russell Wilson does the same thing. Okay, so you can sit there all day and say, oh my God, Matt Nagy's such a horrible coach. Yeah, but at the same time, look what Trevor Lawrence just did. He went out there and made plays. He went out there and did well. He kept his team in the game, even with bad coaching in the second half. Kept his team scoring. Justin Fields hasn't done that. He didn't do that in his first game. So let's let's just take a little bit, not sit and blame any one person. You know, this goes on both people so far, and we'll see how it continues to go if Justin Fields continues playing. Honestly, I think Andy Dalton comes back. I, I think they're going to try and get him back on that field as much as possible. If I was them, I would go with Nick Foles as a backup. Again, Justin Fields, I think it's a loss. Foles or Dalton, I think they win this game. Because Detroit can put up some points, man. They really can. Kansas City up against Philadelphia. All right, guys. Kansas City and Philadelphia. This one's a no-brainer to me. Kansas City rolls in this game. They're down one to two. Uh, probably the first time it's a losing record for this team since Patrick Mahomes has been there. I, I mean, I would venture to say. Um, yeah, I think Kansas City ends up rolling in this game. Philadelphia, I don't think has a shot as we saw last week. And I told you guys, there is going to be just like Jameis Winston. You're going to have bad. Um, Jalen Hurts. You're going to have a bad Jalen Hurts, and you're never going to get through the playoffs without having one bad Jalen Hurts game. So I don't see this guy being a Super Bowl winning quarterback or anything like that in the future. That's just how we think about it. Aurora agrees with me. Um, but, you know, this this is easily going to be Kansas City. They're going to be pissed off after two losses in a row. They're going to come out. They're going to burn the Eagles' wings off with this offense. So, um, yeah, look for look for Philadelphia to put up some points uh, just because, you know, it'll, it'll get – even if, if it got to be a blowout, you know, the Eagles would have a chance to go up against some, uh, some substitute players and then they'll put up some points. Or if it's not a blowout, you know, look for the Eagles to still get a few points out there. I mean, that's the way this team's going to function. They're going to get some points out there because Jalen Hurts can make a lot of plays, but he also can make really bad plays. It's like Jameis Winston. You take the good with the bad. So um, some points on the board, but Kansas City's going to outscore them easily. Um, Indianapolis up against Miami. Okay, guys, Miami without Tua Tungavalo, who is now on the IR. Um, look for them to 
win this game. I hate saying it, but Carson Wentz was not 100%. I still don't think he's going to be 100% out there. I think they're still going to keep him on the field because they're stubborn, clearly, because they put him back in the game last week, and he was not comfortable out there. He couldn't move around. So Indianapolis, they're going. Miami's going to be able to stack the box. They got a great passing defense anyway. They're going to hold this team down in points. Look for Miami to get this win. Jacoby Brissett is a really good quarterback. He's a serviceable quarterback. I like him better than Tua Tungavailoa right now for this team anyway. And look for them to beat the Indianapolis Colts and Jacoby Brissett to get some revenge on his old team. Uh, Tennessee versus the Jets. New York Jets. Um, I mean, Tennessee, guys. we got to go with Tennessee here. I think the Jets will get it turned around. I think Zach Wilson will figure some things out. You know, they got to figure out some better protection and things for him, um, so, some better schemes, obviously. There's no reason for a guy to go out there and throw four interceptions, being such a high pick in the draft. Like, there's no reason for that. That's bad coaching, bad scheming. Um, you know, Jamison Crowder's coming back to this team. They're going to have more healthy weapons on offense and stuff. So I, th- I think they'll put up a few points, but Tennessee's going to roll in this game. Uh, the New York New York Jets defense just doesn't have it either. So, yep, easy one there. Arizona against the Rams. This is probably the game of the week to me. Um, this is two amazing defenses right now. They're both playing amazing defensive football. And honestly, they're both offensively stacked with weapons as well. I do think... In this game, uh, Cooper Cup's going to be shut down a little bit more than normal. I think Robert Woods is going to have a really good game. And, you know, honestly, on the Arizona side, it's a toss-up. It's really a toss-up. You know, I I think DeAndre Hopkins, if he's healthy, he'll probably have a really big game. But, you know, this Arizona team, this Rams team, they're they're both clicking on all cylinders. This will be a great, great game. Look for it not to be super high scoring because, again, these defenses are really good. But I wouldn't be shocked if all of a sudden they both unlock each other. Um, you know, kind of like some games we've already seen this season where it's, oh, two good defensive teams, and then all of a sudden it's, like, super high scoring. Um, look for that to possibly happen as well. So it's either going to be really low scoring or really high scoring. I don't see this finishing, like, you know, 14 to 18. I don't I don't see that. I, I see it being, like, a 7 to 10 or, you know, 25 to 28 somewhere in there uh, it's gonna be high scoring or low scoring in this game for sure but honestly out of who we have to take if we had to put some money on it today we will end up going with the arizona cardinals i think because this running game's a bit banged up for the rams a little bit of question marks there with sony michelle daryl henderson maybe he's back who knows uh if he's going to be 100 percent if he's back and you know kyler murray i think they're clicking right now they have all their weapons ready to go in this game. DeAndre Hopkins is, is supposedly healthy. I, I just think that they have better weapons right now to end up winning this game. I do think the Rams is the better team. I think they'll win you know more games throughout the season. But Arizona's hot right now, and they'll cool off later on. But right now, with, with that momentum they have, they they I think they'll end up getting this game. Very close one, though. Seattle up against San Francisco. Um, man, this one's really tough. Because Russell Wilson has had some really big challenges this season um, with the team surrounding him. He's still the same guy. You know, he's doing his thing out there. But the team just doesn't have it, y'all. The team just doesn't have it. So, I think San Francisco will win this game. They're just too consistently steady. They have a really good defense out there. Seattle will put up some points. It's a divisional game. They always play really good in divisional games. 
look for this to be a fairly low scoring game, I think, and it'll be fairly close. But I think San Francisco ends up getting this win. They're just too consistent. Baltimore up against Denver. Guys, everybody wants to sit there and say, oh, Denver's only beaten 0-3 teams. They've only beaten 0-3 teams. Like, oh, th this team's not that good. Guys, what else do you want them to do? They're going out there and they're beating up on the guys they're supposed to beat. What more can you want? I want a consistent team out there. Baltimore goes out and drops a game, okay, against a team they weren't supposed to lose to in in Vegas. Vegas is now 3-0, but we didn't know that start the season. Denver's won the games they're supposed to win. Let's give them some credit here. Honestly, offense is playing very consistent, steady football. It's steady Teddy at the helm. It's exactly what they needed. We said it at the beginning of the season. I wanted them to have Teddy in there. We thought it would be great for Teddy in there. And Aurora loves her Teddy Bears. She likes Teddy Bridgewater as well. So um, we are excited for what Denver's doing this year. They have a really good defense. They have a veteran defense out there with a lot of good weapons. Yeah, I know they have a couple injuries recently to that defense. But honestly, th this team is steady. It's consistent. And that's all that you can really ask for. Baltimore is the opposite of steady. They play to the level of their opponent. They've always done that with Lamar Jackson there. They will consistently play to the level of their opponent, and it's going to be a big challenge for them in this game because if they play to the level of their opponent in this game, they're going to get beat because this Denver team is too consistent. It's not a team that's going to get hot and then have a cold stretch. It's not a team that you're going to be able to just you know run the clock out on the defense. This defense is good. Kansas City's defense has always been something that's a little questionable. Sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. And the reason that you beat them is because you're able to run that clock out on them. Don't expect to run that clock out on Denver if, if you get up a little bit late in the game. You ain't going to be able to do that. Denver's defense is good. So, honestly, I think Denver gets this win. I think they go to 4-0. But, again, Baltimore is the opposite of consistent. Don't be surprised if they go out there and just make some amazing plays with Lamar Jackson. But I think this Denver defense is ready. And I think they'll take on the challenge and do really well. Um, ultimately, I think they'll win the game in a fairly close one, though. Fairly close one. Next, Pittsburgh up against Green Bay. Guys, we told you going into the season. We will continue telling you. The Pittsburgh Steelers have been good. But Ben is not good right now. Okay? Ben Rossberger has been good. He's not good. So, like... They can't push the ball down the field. They can't make dynamic plays with their dynamic playmaking pass catchers. Because Ben Rosberg doesn't have it. If you watch this game, you can tell. He's making different throws. He's looking for different reads. He's not looking downfield as often. This is not good signs from this team. So guys, let's understand here. And let's finally grasp it. Everybody wants to talk about Tom Brady possibly aging. Everybody wants to talk about all these quarterbacks after you get older and blah, blah, blah. Like, we're not talking about Ben Rossberger enough right now. Everybody wants to say, oh, that offense is struggling. Offense is struggling. Guys, let's just say what it is. Ben Rossberger is not the answer. He's not a good quarterback right now. He is hurting this team. Put Mason Rudolph in there and make some plays down the field for Christ's sake. I mean, come on. What, do you, what else do you got to do? This Green Bay team will eat them up. They're going to eat them alive. This Green Bay defense can play really good defense, especially if they know what to target. And this is a team that you know what to target. You are targeting 
the run game and the short pass game because they're not going to get it downfield on you. Look for Green Bay to win this game fairly easily. I think it's going to be something like a 24 or 30 point um, outing from Green Bay. Pittsburgh maybe puts up 10 points. Okay. Um, yeah, and then the Sunday night capper that everybody's super excited about, which I think is stupid that it's a Sunday featured game because nobody knew what the New England Patriots was going to look like going into the season. I mean, heck, they didn't even know until like the third week of the preseason, or maybe it was right before the preseason, whatever it was, they didn't even know until late in the in the offseason who their quarterback was going to be. So the NFL sits there and says, oh, let's put this headliner game on there. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, Belichick versus Brady. Guys, Belichick versus Brady isn't a thing. That's a quarterback versus a coach. That That's not... Belichick's not out there on the field throwing the ball against Brady, okay? This is Mac Jones up against Tom Brady, or this is Bruce Arians up against Bill Belichick. So let's get that straight. Everybody wants to sit there and say, oh, it's Brady versus Belichick. No, it's not. No, it's not. Bruce Arians, if anything, is one of the most stubborn coaches in the NFL. He's going to make his play calls, all right? This is is not an offense that Tom Brady's going out there and just coaching the game this this is not a way that works with bruce arians trust me he is a stubborn one and and not a bad thing not not in a bad way either so let's get that straight okay yes i do like the you know the the emotional connection with this i do like that oh man this is such an iconic game this is like a historic not a historic game but it's a legacy type of game right like this is a legacy game to go back into fox bro and you know, show what you can do with your new team. Yeah, great. It's a it, it's a great thing. But let's like I, I don't understand that this to me is going to end up being a, a pretty good blowout. New England's just not there yet. They're just not ready to be that level of the team. And everybody's gonna say, oh yeah, Tom Brady showed it to Bill Belichick. Guys, Belichick's gonna go out there and their team, his team is gonna play well. They're gonna overperform their expectations as they always do because that's what Bill Belichick does. He overperforms our expectations because he puts guys in the best position to succeed. He doesn't have the personnel to have a dynamic offense right now. He doesn't. They got a good defense, don't get me wrong. But Tampa Bay has a good defense and a good offense. So this is going to be Tampa Bay easily winning the game. But, you know, maybe it's a little competitive in the first half. Maybe. But I, I don't know. We'll see. Unless Bill Belichick pulls something out of his hat, which he can do, and make this a huge, like a hugely close game, and they end up winning it because of the home crowd and stuff. I don't see it going their way. So anyway, that is it for our preview, upcoming predictions, things like that. So thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again on Monday after the games um, this weekend. Be a really exciting weekend. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Please like, share, subscribe. If you have our Facebook, email below. Um, share with your friends, things like that. All the support in the world is great so that we can get Aurora's voice out there a bit more for people. So thanks guys so much. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon.